Hey everybody, Jay Shlansky here from the Fifth Trooper Network. I just want to take a moment to thank you for checking out this show. Did you know that over at thefifthtrooper.com we have tons of other content, including blogs, other podcasts, all kinds of stuff. In addition, if you want access to exclusive content, you can join us on patreon.com slash thefifthtrooper and join at any level and you'll get access to uh, exclusive blog articles, access to our private Discord, and much more. So please, Check us out, and thank you so much for all your support. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Matt. What's up, gentlemen? Hello. Greetings. Well, this cast will probably not be as crazy slash uh, conversation starting as our last cast was. <laughs> I'm just um, thrilled that someone last time called me the guy in the top right corner. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my new name. The, the guy, guy in the, the top, top right, right corner. corner. <laughs> it's like on Hollywood Squares. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was funny because they pointed out your name. But I was just the guy in the top right corner. <laughs> They're like, yeah, let Dornbos talk. <laughs> That's awesome. It's not like your name isn't like physically in your picture box, also. Hey man. I actually, you know what? Here, rename guy in now right. on your screen are you actually the guy in the top right i corner? am i am and i'm the okay because for, for me too yep i'm the guy in the top right corner currently so this will be conf- a little confusing for myself but <laughs> yeah uh, i'm yeah. curious to see how zoom will do the recording too because uh i'm the one with the actual recording recording and currently you're in the top left corner mike interesting so. okay yeah um, i don't know i mean i assume since it's generally recorded from your view it'll be the same way it was last time probably okay should uh, i move you to the top right in the zoom thing will this be maybe maybe right, I don't here, know. let me see if i can am i this. normally in the top right for you uh i don't know okay all right we'll see we'll see this will be a fun experiment maybe i'll just be guy in the top left corner. i'll be the guy in all the corners there you Ooh. go yep um all right well uh so this week we're gonna do another faction 101 faction quote-unquote faction 101 there is in fact one more quote-unquote faction to talk about and that is the quote-unquote shadow collective um which is technically not a faction it is a battle force but there is officially a mercenary faction and shadow collective is currently the only battle force that is made up entirely of mercenaries so that's one of those like you know tomato potato situations where it... i'm sorry tomato potato situations potato, i think you po- mean tomato tomato right <laughs> it's close enough mike no no sorry really guy in the top right <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um it's like it's like 60 percent there okay all right yeah uh so we are going to talk about the this is this will be the mercenary faction 101 which will be shadow collective 101 um and we're also going to briefly talk about cherokee open so let's dig right in mike slash the guy in the top right corner 
you are going to Cherokee this weekend. Is that right? Yeah, me and a bunch of the other Nova guys are headed down to Cherokee Open, um, hosted by uh, our friends at the Stabcast. So uh, definitely looking forward to it. There was a we've been promised moonshine. So okay, um, of course, you know, yeah, of course. So yeah, ten hour drive from DC. I think that's the that's what I've been promised. Um, but it'll be fun. I think this is the last probably big hurrah before Worlds. Um, and uh, I definitely, I'm bringing something fun. We'll see how it goes. There might be lots of things with wings involved. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be curious to see how it goes because I'm currently painting things that have wings. Yeah. Um, I'm. <laughs> All right, here, let me show you guys these colors because this is these. These Wado will be some hasn't of... released. I'm. I wonder what this could be. Water. I mean, they. they Wado. Yeah. Pretty close to water. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about you, but I'm talking about Gene Oceans. Uh, and these will be a couple of my colors that are featured. This is a bunch of. It's not showing up well. It is a bunch of different purples. Um, we have, we have blue and yellow. By the way, apparently Duncan Rhodes has a paint line now. Yeah, it's called Two Thin Coats. I'm gonna try it. I don't know. I'm curious because I love Duncan Rhodes. Well, you let me know if that yellow is any good because when I find a yellow paint that actually does what I want it to do, <laughs> man, it's a deal deal breaker. Y- yeah, yellow is the hardest color to paint. It is worse than white. However, I'm going to spray it through an airbrush, so uh, I don't know okay. if that's going to be a good data point for you. It won't um, be. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so we've got. Purple, light blue, yellow, uh, magenta, and pink. Ooh, bold. And there's also going to be bright red somewhere, which I don't know in front of me. All the colors of the wind right here. Yeah, this is going (laughs) to... So this is called... I'm copying this from a Tyranid color scheme that I saw online. Tyranid? Tyranid? I don't know. Um, Anyway, uh, it it is apparently called the Synthwave color scheme. So I'm going to have Synthwave Geon Oceans. I don't know if I don't know if you're going to see them at Worlds or not. Um, I'm not convinced the world's good enough, but that is what color they will be, whether they're there at Worlds or not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, nice. I feel it's it feels like a missed opportunity to not use ridiculous colors because they're bugs. And uh, even though the vanilla Canon Geonosians come in browns, um, nature's bugs come in all sorts of outrageous colors if you look hard enough. So that's fair. Yeah. My uh... Mine are pretty pretty standard colors, but they did end up with neon pink wings. So um, yeah. there you go. You guys are braver than I. I feel like I would stay pretty drab, but uh, power to you. I li- I like when I see bold paint jobs. I just don't always have the courage to to do it myself. It's it's this is the first time I've done anything. I think in a neon color scheme, like the wings are neon pink with electric blue, like for the, the like veins and the, um, I don't know, like exoskeleton on the wings mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, it came out much better than I expected it to. I will say it took me three or four tries. I had to redo it a couple times before I, like, got it right. So, but it's one of those things where like. Painting is something where you you get to fail a few times, you know. Um, I, for instance, I just 
used one of the scattergun guys as a test model is never going to put them on the table unless they drop. Oh, you're a you're a force pike guy. Oh no 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 no. Generic dude. Generic dude, man. Generic dude. Generic dude all the way. Force pike guy is real bad too. Well, I was thinking he doesn't seem great, but you can take the generic dude and the the gun, can't you? You it's can, but really then you're expensive. paying more than 56 points for a unit that instantly dies the moment yes. anything touches it. For uh, sure. So yeah. the difference between five health and six when your guys Ooh, are yeah. made of paper is not significant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, like, I don't know. The the point in the point costing of those specifically the scattergun feels like way off to me. Um, but maybe, I, maybe I just like haven't figured it out. I don't know. I mean, scatter is a very rare keyword. It is. And so I can see the conservative point costing on that. Um, I don't hate that it was conservative to be clear. I, I, I just like, hmm. 25 points for a Geonosian model is just yeah like I'd rather it didn't have scatter and it just had the dice and was cheaper yeah Mm -hmm. like if it was if it didn't have scatter and it had the the issue with the the gun itself is that it really does not add a ton of output like you're really you're paying like what 25 versus 11 like you're paying like almost like 130 percent more than the regular just like extra body for basically a red dice you're you're paying 14 points for red dice for red die like you're not getting additional survivability in fact you could take the force pike and an extra dude for basically the same for for the same cost which like I don't know why you'd ever take. I mean, like, unless you're you're trying to do something very specific with a scatter gun, it's just not worth points. And and I, I could see a list that does that. I don't know how true it is these days. I feel like way back in the day, heavies on you know the good heavies generally had tripled the offensive output of the regular guy in the squad. Yeah, and this is closer to doubling it for much more than double the cost of the squad so or not the squad but like the the per mini cost yeah the, the extra guy so yeah that's you're still having the pre- paying the premium but you're not getting the the extra output so i i get that that's a that's a very reasonable choice yeah so i mean we'll see i i definitely think like you know i could see maybe the scattergun guy is like a one of it's like a you like hold them in reserve do the scatter thing the issue is that once you do the scatter thing like that unit's probably just dead the, the, your scatter gun unit yeah, yeah 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 like you get to do the thing once probably and then that unit dies and once might be like if once is enough to like break a squad out of cover it's just weird because like the way that scatter interacts with the the Geonosians themselves is that like if the Geonosians are shooting you, they they want to be like death from above in you anyways. So like scattered sort of doesn't like the main thing with scatter outside of like messing with ranges and stuff is like it takes you out of cover most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. But like if the Geonosians are shooting you where they want you anyways, like you shouldn't have 
cover anyways you know so like um it also just is not as good at actually doing the take you out of cover thing yeah. as it used to be simply because like it used to be that generally speaking the most useful cover piece and the one that you're most likely to get cover from was the one that a unit was directly behind so if you dumped all the non-leader models in front of that then typically that meant you were getting them out of cover but now if there's like anything else in between the that unit and the fire even if it's not the one that that unit is actually hiding behind it still gives them cover so yeah. um it's just it's also just like not as good as at its core job as it used to be that's fair. even if you discount the fact that geonotions kind of generally tend to ignore cover anyway if they're doing what they're supposed to i do mm -hmm. want to eventually live the dream of like scatter gunning something and then like dooku three pipping it like across the table <laughs> but i haven't had that happen yet it just seems clunky timing wise oh it 100 in the real is. setting yeah, yeah yeah it's tough um so we'll see there are there are a few things that i've figured out about gene ocean so far one the scattergun sucks two sunfac is a really i i know that we're talking about shadow collective and stuff yeah. today but i actually i want to go on a little bit of a tangent that's fine if if that's cool um why are all the characters the way we've had lately like they either suck or their command cards don't do anything like sunfac is so bad his his the command model. card yeah, yeah 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 like sunfac the unit just like he doesn't do anything and he's 90 points his command card is really good but like in order to gain access to it, you have to take like a really bad unit and then like poggle who like is definitely very intricately woven into like how the geonosians work like if you're taking geonosians his one pip and his three pip like don't do anything <laughs> like they might as well be close to blank yep. and it just it just it harkens back to like cody and like i don't understand what's going on in that regard um again maybe i haven't figured it out but like part of that is i think b2s are not amazing right now but also just from a list construction perspective you know, the three pip wants you to have four B2s. Five. The five five droid units because you're also handing out the entourage. Right. You're right. Yeah. So and the, the one pip wants you to have at least two. Um and but the two pip wants you to have and everything else Poggle does, it, wants right. you to have as many Gene Oceans as possible. Yeah. And they both take up the same slot. Like, yes, entourage brings your total up from six to seven so maybe you can do like a fourth remix kind of a thing but then you're still not really getting anything close to maximum value out of either of those so i found myself like just taking the geonosians and then you know either taking one b2 unit to, to pass an order or just not taking any b2s at all and then just literally skipping his b2 cards and just taking only um god save the queen or whatever it's called uh, the two pip. So uh, I yell, "God save the queen!" Every time I play <laughs> okay, <it>. great. <laughs> like, I like throw it on the table. I'm like, "God save the queen!" Yeah, <laughs> it's it's one of the funner things that I've done lately in Legion. So I'm, I'm okay. having a great time. Awesome. So yeah, it's, and I don't think that necessarily means that Poggle is not worth taking. 
uh, I think he's still arguably like very necessary in a Geonosian list. For sure. Um, Compel is too good to give up. Yeah, but it's just, it's really strange to leave so much value on the table or off the table, however you want to look at it. He's just, he's designed as like a hybrid commander, but the the way that list construction works and the way that his command cards work just don't really allow you to like fully utilize that. So it's awkward. I'd rather he just was like a full-blown Geonosian commander. So. Yeah. Know. Anyways, this is me complaining about dead command cards and bad characters. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Luckily, Inquisitors seem uh, seem kind of like decent characters. So. They do seem like There's the opposite. That. They seem like yeah. the opposite effect. Yeah, they are. They have a very specific job, and they are very good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're the they are the opposite of Poggle for sure. Yeah, yeah. a man with oh, no jobs. Almost the same cost, might I add. Uh, yep. Uh, 20, 20 points is a pretty big difference. It's fifteen. Isn't fifth brother a one hundred five versus nine? Yeah, Poggle's eighty five. No, he's definitely ninety, right? No, he's eighty five. Are you thinking yeah. okay. Sun Fact? Yeah, yeah. Sun maybe fact. it's Sun Fact. Maybe you're thinking a Sun yeah. Fact. That's that is not a flattering comparison. <laughs> I mean, I just like I look at like Sun Fact, and then I look at like Cad Bane or Bosk. <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> like what? What are we doing here, guys? I think Sunfact could be like 60 points after playing of a bunch. Uh, that might be like too low for like a high activation situation, but I don't know. He just doesn't do anything. They give his gun pierce or something. If, like... if his gun had pierce, I think it'd be more of a conversation, but it doesn't. Or if he had more than one command card. Like he doesn't have any operative command cards. No. He, he, has, mean... he has a one pip, no time for sorrows, which is great. Clearly. It is an excellent card. It is an it is good enough that I have tried repeatedly playing him over and over and over again just to make it work. But he's just so bad. It'd be nice again if it was a little more balanced. Like if the one pip was maybe not quite as good, maybe like a speed one move, like no time for sorrows, but then he had some other command cards that did stuff and like Sunpack the unit actually did stuff. Yeah. Um it'd be nice if it like leveled out a little bit, but yeah, similar situation to Poggle. All right. Um, how about we talk about mercenaries slash shadow collective? Not mercenaries, because we're not going to talk about all the mercenaries that are in other factions. We're just going to talk about the mercenaries that are in Shadow Collective. So Yeah, I actually had to pull up Legion HQ and remind myself of some of the units. Um <laughs> just it's been a long time since I've seen Gar Saxon on the team. <laughs> yeah, there's reasons for that for sure. For if you compare Shadow Collective to like other battle forces, your unit selection is pretty decent. But if you compare it to like full blown factions, it's not as great. Um, so it's it's kind of a weird in between zone, I would say, uh, where at times it can kind of feel fleshed out, uh, and then at other times you actually get there and you're like, oh, this is this is kind of limiting. Um, I would I would say if if we're just getting kicked off, well, there's two things. The first thing is probably you're almost definitely taking Maul if we're looking at competitive uh, Shadow Collective these days. But there are some some variants that work. 
but it's very hard to say no to mall. And then the other thing I would say is you basically, I would start by picking a lane of Mando's, Pikes, or Black Suns and kind of really committing to that lane. And if you're picking Mando's, then good luck to you. Because it is. Congratulations, you picked the worst out of the three options. <laughs> yeah. Or you'd like playing underdogs. Look, I've yeah. tried to make it work. They're I think they're they're not necessarily a really good fit for the meta. And the way the game is going, they might never be a great pick again. We'll see. Um what do you mean by that? I think you know they they really want to get value out of those rockets, I would say at range four and those rockets just don't punch through defensive tech like they quote unquote used to um and if you're going to range three to combine it with uh, their range three guns then that could be rough as well because then you're taking a lot of return fire they're just very expensive i think you kind of need the shields to help them stay alive but then they get very expensive very quickly uh and they're they're a four person unit as soon as they lose even one even at full after the rockets are spent i've been kind of disappointed with their damage output um and when once they start losing a person or two then it's really really rough for some perspective a five man 56 point geonosian unit fires more dice in the same colors than a four-man full mando unit but at range two versus range uh range three is range threes that's but... a big difference it is. yeah it is. also there is a, i know that yes mandos are fragile for their cost but there is a big difference in durability between a four-man mando unit and a five-man geno for sure yeah that save for sure still counts for something it does but yeah the point is they're very expensive um i think i think their offense is actually fine personally it's more just that they are so fragile um because they're you know they're fast um yeah, which is great it's but... tough the, the th they can because they can go from range two to outside range three which isn't nothing because of the speed three moves but like the good thing they have compared to rebel mandos is they can shoot range three but yeah. if you know, even if you've got the precise heavy or something, then four black, four white, and a red at range three is not a ton these days. Um, it's and it's hard to overwhelm fire when you've got, you know, if you're if you're going with four units of them or something, because you can't last first four units. So if they're all firing in one round, um, someone's going to get shot back, and if they're not all firing in one round, then yeah, whatever. Barrier guardian dodges the shot goes away anyways if you're just doing one at a time. So it's 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 just tricky, I think. Yeah, time sensitive unit. Cool models. They're very cool. Yeah. I, they're definitely better than Rebel Mandos. I will give them that. Yep. I think in a bare yeah. minimum. Like I think the fact that they have Low a bar. range three uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the fact that they have a range three option at all. I think really sets them apart in like the Mando bucket. Um, and and the rocket being because of uh, a dint of circumstance of it being a range four only gun. And then the rules change is happening to say, oh, it's actually now it's a range one to four rocket uh, does help a lot because it feels like it was definitely designed 
to not combo with their range three attack. And now you can combo with the range three attack or range two. And so you get one pretty sweet feeling attack. Yeah, for sure. Um, they also get a, they tend to have a lot more tokens in the rubber mandos too, just by virtue of like the defend independent keywords energy. Yeah, it's just kind of backwards is the problem. It's like you're like, getting the one you don't want, right? Yeah, when you give them an order, it's because I want to like save them for late, move attack or go first attack and then move. So I want the aim. And if I don't give them the order, I want them to get dodges, um, but it's reversed. So it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Gar supports them well enough, but he's one of those like 90 point guys who doesn't do a ton on his own. So in fact, hundred point, yeah, hundred point, dude. Before you give him, weapons. oh yeah, right, he's a hundred. And... Before you fill his like seven upgrade slots that he has uh, available <laughs> his, to him, his his attack dice pools are just all too small, and he doesn't have yep. any like cover ignoring keywords. It's so. just like another one of those characters that like feels like he just should have arsenal too. <laughs> like with... he really should because yeah. even his um his his flamer he does. As a as one point, he does have sharpshooter one, so he does sort of ignore. Sure, cover, but, but like a two to enough. a two it's to three enough. dice pull with sharpshooter yeah. one is not enough. It's four. It's four. It's better than a lot of rebel heroes these days. His, his range his range two gun is four, but okay. like uh, a lot of the time you're like, but it's taking it's not the sniper like a great rifle, four. right? Yeah, or you're taking the rockets, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's it's not four. <laughs> a black white flame like he doesn't kill a B one squad on average with the flamer like just math wise he can never do that on average because it averages one hit per guy and they get saves <laughs> so you'll leave them close to death but it's kind of sad when you flamer a b1 and and they're uh they're still kicking so yeah it, arsenal 2 honestly he'd probably be just fine he'd probably be just fine at arsenal 2 because then you can combine that range 2 gun with you know his sniper rifle or you could do sniper rifle and rocket at range three it's really expensive but you could um you get options and his shield oh his shield is 10 points and it's marginally better than sabine's five point shield which is like never taken. not either. always even taken yeah yeah i do think the it's... reason to take gar is not his upgrades like if you're gonna take gar it's not really the chassis. It's the fact that he's got like he's like semi combat capable, and he has compel staple too. Yeah, hundred percent. And he he has decent enough cards to give your uh, mandos even more tokens. Yeah. Um. When I was was rocking a, a Gar mandos list, he was essentially a objective plus unit. While the mandos go and do their things, he can do objectives better than dying naked pikes because he's uh speed three sure. and that was essentially it but i think if if you ran maul instead of gar obviously very different price point um you're probably feeling better in amando's list but then you're down at eight acts and it's a little tricky at that point with those units yeah you've got half your army being timing sensitive units and you only have eight activations that's that's not great. Mm -hmm. Especially when and you're your eight activations to... where yeah. like three of them are insanely squishy because it's like yeah, right. 
a pike capo and two naked pikes just filling out activations. Um, so you could become like six axe pretty quickly if you're not careful. Ideally, you hide those pikes, but you do have to complete objectives. So Mando's tough spot, I would say, if you choose the Mando lane. So let's talk about the other two lanes, which are Black Sun and or uh, Pikes. And or? Who said and or? And slash or. <laughs> it is a great show. It's an it amazing is. show. Uh, but not the topic of today's podcast, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Pikes first, because I feel like this is kind of the quote unquote default For sure. route. You know, they're they're very like... I'd say that they do all the things that you want a core unit to do, mm -hmm. right? They're durable. They have a range four attack via their rifle. They have an incredibly solid range three dice pool. Like they, they hit hard and they're hard to kill. That's And they bring a little bit of incidental impact, which isn't nothing either. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's very nice. So they kind of check all the boxes. Now, if you take like the, you know, the quote fully loaded capo plus rifle version it's 86 points which is expensive so it's it's a it's an elite costed core unit is it but is it well look it's it's two more points than a shore trooper with their heavy and i would much rather have the pikes well that's what i mean sorry what i'm trying to say is is it costed like an elite unit it is in like raw terms at okay. least from a from a core unit perspective, right? I guess like That's... I'm I'm looking at like phase twos with like medic, and like I would much rather have a pike capo than a phase two squad with like an extra body. Yeah, because yeah. that's like the most expensive core unit in the game. Maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I get, what I'm trying yeah. to drive at here is that the capo pike unit is definitely I I think it's the best core unit in the game by a lot. It's really good. I agree with that. Um, where do you guys come down on the capo versus um, aim boy, the the cash aim extra body? I think if you're not taking Saxon, which you shouldn't be, I don't think um, you definitely want the capo. Personally, I, I think agree. one one like so. At the end of the day, one aim token, like the cash aim is is one aim token. It's going to convert on average, into one hit a game. You spend that aim mm -hmm. token, it goes away. Mm -hmm. The capo, the surge token can only be spent on offense. You're you're generally shooting enough dice that you're almost always going to get a surge, which mm -hmm. means that surge token is roughly equal to one hit every time you shoot. Every uh, single round. Every, yes. every, every single round you fuck, right? Like, so probably not turn one. But, like, once you're, once you're engaged, like, that surge token is just you're printing money every turn that that thing remains on the board so i it in some and games Kirch that's, too. yeah and curse too, too right? could give you yep. one or more aims that you wouldn't have otherwise had throughout the game plus tons of options to move so you know you could move into range three and shoot instead of sitting at range four like it's just you pay for it but it's so so good it's extremely i think good. that's why pikes feel good if you if you love pikes but you want budget pikes, so then you cheap out. They don't feel like pikes anymore to me. Yeah, I think that's fair. Pikes without the the extra courage on the core unit, just like it's too easy to suppress them. They you know they kind of like to have their danger sense charged up too. Like you kind of want to like live in the. I always have one suppression 
most of the time one one to two one to two you know you're like you're happy being shot at if you've got capos if you don't have capos all of a sudden like your danger sense gets charged up and you're kind of like this is like not so great for me because my unit's not doing anything (laughs) right and the capo unit because it's courage to it sort of demands to be shot at you can't really ignore a capo unit advancing on your stuff so you you've got to mm-hmm. continue shooting into a unit that's like fully danger sensed yeah for for reference math wise like a uh a courage to unit with two suppression is still more likely to get both actions than a courage one unit with one suppression yeah. and they're also more defensive <laughs> when they're pikes so it, it helps a lot um yeah but I, and i think you still take capos as well unlike a unit that we might talk about next i think even if you've got the courage two in the squad you're you're just taking capos for for that dodge sharing for that aim sharing um you don't you're, you don't need them for self-preservation um but the, the they're cheap enough and the tokens are good enough that that you just you do it because pike capos are easy enough to hide. They they enable you to do a really good impression of like Padme for half mm-hmm. the points, frankly. Um, you can't globally share the tokens, which is obviously one of the reasons they don't cost what Padme costs. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, handing you know, an aim token and a dodge token to a unit every turn is still, it's still very powerful. Um, I don't know. one of my old favorite tricks as well is you can also do kind of uh i don't know what impression i guess kind of a padme impression as well with um tricks like uh, back when i ran it with uh, in empire pikes one of the less common uh versions i guess but uh with an officer and binox you can put one aim on a pike unit one aim on a pike capo and then send that aim to the same pike unit so you can really load up one unit with a bunch of aims for going last, which generally you can't do with spotter two. You've got to distribute it. Um, but loading up one unit with aims, it's very good, as I'm sure Mike would uh, attest to as a, a clone engineer. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say no. just real quick, sorry to interrupt you, in support of the yeah. pikes, my experience has been that one aim is like usually enough for a unit of pikes because to of how reliable... Or or close, you know. Yeah, but I so want to... eight. I want full eight every time. <laughs> look, I mean, look, one aim is enough to get you seven most of the time. Yeah. Um, in my experience, just because of how reliable that dice pool is, right? You're always going to be re-rolling black dice usually. Um, if you happen to miss on your red dice, then obviously you're going to re-roll that one, and that's going to net you a hit. But, um. Yeah, it's just it's a nice reliable dice pool. Uh one aim gets you most of the way to your full boat most of the time, in my experience. So it is incredibly say, consistent. Yeah. It's I would say it's usually if you want seven reliably, it's usually two, I think. Because you're rolling seven black dice plus a red. So eight black dice, you're gonna get three blanks on average. You haven't seen Kyle's dice, bro. But oh okay, yeah, he's loaded <laughs> them up real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put them in the yeah. oven, float them in salt water, all that stuff. Yeah. He's just, you know, his 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 pikes are selling stuff on the black market. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
I'm also yeah. the guy though who's like, oh, I always want casting to have three aims because I want to have insurance about blanking one. So I'm generally a bit uh, risk averse. So maybe I'm, that's I'm why the I same. Would... I'm the same with Cassian. I don't know. Yeah. Why. I feel. I feel like I can ride the lightning a little more with Pikes. That's but... fair. For I'll general everyday run... to day use, yeah. one aim is plenty on the Pikes. But when yep. you're like, hey, I really want to. Uh, I really want to go last with a hammer, putting three aims on him and send him forward. You're feeling great. Yeah, sure. I mean, three aims is going to get you to eight. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. What about Black Sun? They're good, I think. They're big, beefy boys and They're also cool boys. models. Also, yeah. Pikes are cool models. Shadow Collective just across the board. I think it looks it looks great. Look dope. They they are time the Pikes at least. I have not done my Black Sun yet. The Pikes are time consuming to paint. Yeah. Um. Even if you take airbrush shortcuts like I do, and which I did on the bikes, it's still like there's just a lot of things to pick out on them that you can't really generalize for. Mm -hmm. So I also it might have been a little bit ambitious. My Pikes are tracksuit Pikes, tracksuit Mafia Pikes. So they have nice. the they have the red. Um, they're like not quite in my reach right now, unfortunately. But their their armor is red, and then I did a white stripe down the the sides of each of the mm -hmm. armors for um, the tracksuit mafia look. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool, but it definitely was a little bit time consuming. <laughs> And the good thing about pikes is they combo with anything, I think. Unlike Mandos, Mandos, you just don't really have points to to play with at the end of the day, generally. Um, I find with pikes, it just gives you that solid foundation that you can, obviously, again, maul really good. But then you've also got, you know, you can do double bounty. You could do maul bosk. There's lots of uh, lots of things that work. Yeah, I definitely... Black Suns. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was I was just gonna kind of piggyback on that. I was gonna say that like pikes, um, they just they just make whatever is around them better, kind of just by virtue of being there. Black Sun, not so much. They are the stars of the show. If yeah. you're going Black Suns, it's like it's because you want Black Suns to do a lot of work. Um, again, obviously the the most successful version taken. Uh, take a maul as well um i think these days i'd even take maul especially with the choke changes i'd run barrier on them to in, in either list with black suns or pikes keep them alive uh lean into their different styles of durability um but yeah they're just again often six man units much like the pikes uh but instead of having dodges and dangerous ends you've got just red saves with probably a surge because again i guess we can again have the conversation as far as enforcer who gives cash dodge or uh vigo in the units are we all once again saying pay pay the extra oh for sure yeah yeah definitely yep and there's one there's one exception to this and i think is if you're running at least one bus i think you can put like your courage one kind of I don't want to say throwaway because there's no such thing as a throwaway unit in Legion, but um, your Courage one, like one shot unit, mm -hmm. Black Sun in your bus, because even without the Vigo, uh, and frankly, even without the extra guy, if you just like do, throw the grenade thing on there and that's it, 
um, that's going to be enough to like kill a lot of things pretty reliably with one attack, especially mm-hmm. at range one, which is what you'll be able to manage if you're putting them in the bus. So, um, yeah, I'd say the exception is if you're loading some black sun up in a bus, you can include like a, a normal, like just the yeah. grenade guy on their unit. But generally speaking, yeah, you, you want the Vigo for the extra courage and the surge. I think with Black Suns especially, I don't like taking the Vigo as a standalone unit, um, which means if I don't take them in the squad, then they're Courage 1 with self-preservation, which is a great... I just find the Vigo, because the Black Suns operate at a bit closer range and he doesn't get any defensive tech, he's just very vulnerable to things like Bounty, which again, as... You know, we talked about a couple weeks ago when I was on, I feel like Bounty is a little less frequent in the meta, but it's still, like, Boba's still very good. Uh, we'll probably see Bosk popping up. Um, and Probably. The, the Pike Capo, like, always has something defensive. If they passed off their dodge, he's at least got a, uh, a uh, suppression. But generally, it's like, oh, shoot, they lined up a Bounty shot. I'll keep my dodge. And I'm four plus a plus a dodge for help plus a dodge versus the Vigo. They have to get closer and the red saves don't help much when it's piercing bounty hunters like Boba, a four red save unit is very one shotable by Boba. No, totally. I feel like their tokens are just also not quite as useful on the black sun. You know, the don't get me wrong. Oh, free, on the, yeah. Yeah. The Vigo, the, the Vigo commander tokens because yep. they already get a free aim just for existing um they already have precise right and like you might be able to get a second aim from aiming but even if you don't like one aim is going to be enough to get them up to like seven eight hits with blast with blast Mm -hmm. which is which is enough to like if not immediately kill severely injure whatever you're shooting at and that second aim you know yeah it's going to get you another one to three hits but like it's it's definitely not critical to make them extremely deadly. So and on his own activation, the Vigo's gonna have less times where he can just aim dodge because he's got to keep up with those black suns. Versus Pikes with the Capo, you can just they're probably gonna sit there. So the Capo can also afford to just sit there, aim dodge, aim dodge, aim dodge every turn. Um, so you're gonna get more tokens out of uh whatever the, the keyword technically is. That uh, that passes tokens uh, eight, yeah, yeah. Now that said, if you're building a black sun list and you're not taking mall, or even if you are, you might be in a situation where like you just have an extra fifty ish points that you can't quite figure out how to spend. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking a Vigo commander. Um, there's still a useful activation for a reasonable price, but it's it's definitely not like a pike list where you're going to be taking you know, your X number four to six pikes and two to three pike capo commanders just kind of as like your baseline. I I think I disagree with that. I think there is something wrong with taking the Vigo even in that circumstance. Because <laughs> okay. think about it, like if you've got like, and we can talk about fourth lane because we haven't really talked about swoops, which is maybe an interesting conversation now okay. that uh, overruns changed. Yep. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's in a great spot still, but if you're running like a Fury Road kind of, double bus triple swoop list or something which is one of the other places where we've seen black sun the difference of i have no bounty target versus i have this very 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 juicy bounty target 
is kind of significant, I would say, especially, you know, given that that kind of list, one of their advantages is the objective game um, and the and that it's objective deck that a lot of, you know, especially gun lines don't want to play to give them that out of, hey, here's a an alternate way to get a VP that you wouldn't have otherwise had. It would scare me. Now, maybe that's just because I like to play a lot of bounty hunters. That's literally the entire reason I bought into the Empire faction a couple years back was to play all these bounty hunters. Um, but it's top of mind for me because of that. And I would find ways to like actively not have to get the uh, the Vigo unit. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm on I'm on team Matt here. I think you avoid the Vigo with like with severe prejudice. Okay. Um, I just I don't think he does enough, and I think so. I think the issue fundamentally is if you're if you're taking Black Sun, that means you're you're aggressive. You got to be up in their grill. You're gonna be in in like one of two things is going to happen. Either the Vigo goes with the army and is therefore like in danger just by nature of doing what you want to be doing, or the Vigo like hangs back and all of a sudden, like the, the super dangerous bounty hunters can get to him kind of just by flanking you. And there, there's not a ton you can do about it. Um, in, in, in that situation, which is maybe the safer situation of the two for the Vigo, He's not actually doing you any good. Like Black Sun is not really a list that like is interested in activation padding outside the mm -hmm. first turn. Um, you know, as soon as they get mix it up, they just want to go, 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 go. Cause they're just interested in killing all your units, right? The idea that you have, I, I think that's the other problem with the Vigo is that on the turns where you're like, yeah, I'd love to be like aiding things. Like the difference between activating a Black Sun Enforcer unit and immediately like move shooting and blowing up a unit that hasn't gone yet and like the tempo loss of like activating a vigo for tokens like i don't know it it just doesn't seem worth it to me that's fair so maybe this is a good segue to talk about some other units here you've got your whatever six blocks on you've got mall that's seven units you probably still have some points left over what are you spending them on I think these days I'm not taking six Black Sun. I'm taking five and a bus. Okay. Um, because you can kind of make the... Uh, now, again, this is mostly theorycraft. I haven't gotten a lot of reps in it. I feel like it's a list that you want to get very, very good at. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would I would keep the beefy Black Suns before I... And, and the bus before I kind of skimp and, and stretch it to eight activations. Because I think it's the combined forces of, you know, six-man bodies. They've got the surge available for defense. They've got the grenades to really pop off on offense. Um, and that adds up quickly. And they've got a bus to do shenanigans and get close. So I think I I even go down to seven, potentially. Because we live in a world that's, like, if, if, a, if an ADA act... Um, version could get to the finals of worlds last year where we were still kind of in the dying breaths of the 10 activation world then i think a seven act version can just do fine in what i would probably call like a nine act world 
like nine is the new 10, eight is the new nine as far as activations go. So why can't seven be the new eight? I don't know. Seven's pretty low, man. Seven's low. It's and it's not just about tempo, right? It's not because the pass mechanic obviously helps, but seven is just frankly not that many scoring units. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's the piece that scares me. But the goal is to have them with like three scoring units at the end of the game. Sure, and as someone that was on the receiving end of that concept uh, (laughs) last year at Worlds. I can vouch for the fact that, yeah, if you're taking a Black Sun list, you're not worried about scoring units. You're because your goal is to like just kill everything, right? Sure. And Black Sun are good at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, seven still scares me from that perspective. While we're before we, so I, I think the short answer to your, to the question that I just asked is the bus. But bef- before we move on to other units, I want to just circle back to one thing real quick on black sun and that is grenade or scattergun if you're taking a heavy you mean like the enforcer or the or the scattergun yeah yeah um it's i think it's definitely the enforcer with the caveat that i also think you need to be bringing actual fragmentation grenades um on your units uh to surge crit is huge and you're already planning on engaging at range one and it just it really notches that dice pool from like really good to just like when i attack i delete a unit like it just Mm -hmm. just pick it up i would agree i mean you can if you've got the bus one with the scatter gun to to pop in the bus is is not a bad move at all and it kind of comes down to hey how many points do i have to spend uh, if I'm in a situation where I can't really squeeze another activation in, but I've got points, then maybe that's when I look at it. Eh, I'll put a scatter gun in. Um, but if I have no scatter guns in the list, I'm probably not too sad about it. But if I can get one, I'm happy. Nothing like popping. It's, you know, something like clones are going to be a lot more scared. Even even white save units still don't like Pierce. They still roll saves. Um so it's going to do a lot for you jumping out of that bus in their face on turn one or two. Yeah. Probably two. I just, I find that the pierce on these guys like doesn't matter. The amount of dice they're rolling, like the oh, amount God. of defense dice you have to roll every time you get shot by one of these units, it pierce might as well not even be there. <laughs> like, like it just, it doesn't matter. You're, you're going to die anyways. Um, like, yeah, but you're not clones aren't going to, it takes 18 hits. That's that's like very conceptual. Save. Like as far as like yes, in theory, it takes eighteen hits to kill like a six man clone unit. But the amount of times I've had Black Sun roll up on me, just like shoot like my full health clone unit, and then I just pick it up. Far more than I could count at this juncture. Um, particularly after a couple of my practice partners were like messing around with you know six black sun mall for a very long time i hate this list (laughs) like a lot um because the issue is that like once you pick up like okay let's say you don't lose your full clone unit you you lost three models minimum like even even like playing the averages and stuff and like that also is unacceptable (laughs) yeah that's that's too much 
Yeah. You're not feeling good. Yeah. You're not feeling, you're not feeling great sure. about it. Yeah. And you and you and it's not like you're taking one shot a turn. It's not like you're only getting shot by one black sun. Like when no, you're... but like the more you can do in that first shot, like if it means I take out their medic or I take out their heavy, that's not nothing. No. Um, no. So okay, that's why for me, it's like I will definitely not say no if I have the points, but I'm not like finding the points to get it. Yeah. Um, I just that blast is just so good. It's really good. All right. So really let's circle good. back around real quick to the bus. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What, so if if you're taking the bus, you're probably running a Black Sun list. What are you taking on the bus in that context? Because the bus has a lot of upgrades, but most of them are. Um, I think are you not could take a bus taking. in a Pike list, um, okay. but probably like probably not. But like, I could see someone being like, "I'm going to run Mall Pikes and do a bus, and somehow like and put Mall on the bus. Great. Um, it's a little trickier because yeah. Maul doesn't have Master of the Force. If he did, then you could just like barrier from inside the bus and keep refreshing it until he pops out, which would be awesome. But sadly, be, you can't. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not I, sad about that personally, but <laughs> uh, I love Shadow Collective Maul, man. Oh, another. Uh, I I do too. I just think that would be silly. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing you're looking for out of the bus is the medic. Because Shadow Collective with Pikes and both with um, Black Suns, they do it in different ways, but they have real nice durability and they're a pain to shoot at. So if you can just bring models back, and they don't care about the suppression all that much. You know, you'd, you'd rather not be suppressed, but Black Sun have Compel. Pikes have um, Danger Sense. And you've got your Maul 3 pip to ignore suppression, so... When you heal them, if they take suppression from the back world medic, then eh, eh, whatever. And just tactically speaking, don't forget that that bus is a ginormous line of sight yep. blocker that you can move yep. around. It's pretty good. It's pretty nice. Pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, I think um, I agree. I think for me, right now, Shadow Collective buses are gunless and oh, yeah. have the medic. I also like the gonk droid. I think you kind of need it these days. I, like, I feel like there's just more impact out there. Yeah. And because it's a big fat line of sight blocker, you gotta you want to keep it alive just a little bit longer, especially with the changes to the changes. They're a year old at this point, I guess, with the... Uh... Wait, no. When did the transport rules change? Did they change in January or did they change... They were sooner than that. After Worlds. I forget. But, it's, um... it's been a while. They were before. Yeah, you don't. You don't want it to blow up, like the very start. The best time to kill a bus these days is at the start of a new turn, with a unit still inside before they get out. Now that's going to be very hard uh, when they have Maul with two cunning one pips, uh, and perfect order control essentially if they've got uh, uh, improvised, um, because that's uh, the whole reason you take improvised is so that. Maul gets the order. If you happen to draw the bus, your one non-core token, then you just toss it back. Um, but yeah, you want to keep that utility of the bus alive a bit longer. But I'd say if I really need to skimp points, I'll I'll take the gonk off before I take the backworld medic off. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I also think the bus is just like an, an incredible distraction card effects. Like, if they want to shoot the bus instead of your black sun, great. You know, it's just like 
have at her have at it yeah. yeah like go for it shoot my bus <laughs> especially as you can often just kind of force them to shoot the bus because they won't be able to see your black sun yeah mm-hmm. like there are there are ways and that that thing can move pretty darn far because of how big that base is mm-hmm. you know depending on how tightly clustered your opponent's army is and and like where it is you can just kind of shove it right up in there do a, do like a skid turn to turn it sideways right in front of their army and then like they can't see around your bus to shoot your black sun mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they might not have a choice you know yeah yeah, they might not be able to get to the objectives depending on right. you know how narrow the choke points are. You could just say, "Hey, look at you! You want to get to the middle objective? You got to come through the bus." And then you get through the bus, and ooh, what's behind the bus? Surprise! It's Black Suns, and you're dead. Yeah, it's a good piece. It's, I'm sad I painted mine up to be very, very obviously Rebel and not Shadow Collective buses. Yeah, yeah yours but does look great, though. They look good, but. I want thematic, uh, so maybe I'll buy more buses. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe the Shadow Collective just got like a refurbished Sabine Graffiti bus, and they didn't bother exactly. to repaint. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Do we want to talk about swoops as well? Do we? Yeah, we talk let's swoops? talk about swoops, and then we need to talk about the operatives because we actually skipped the operatives. But um, yes, yeah, yeah, so let's talk about swoops real, real quick first. Eh. Eh. Yeah. I... Eh. Yeah, I still feel eh. They but bikes without order controls. Yeah, now or they do re- have they do have free tokens to compensate for that. And they're the cheapest bikes. You know, there's 65 points. Barks are 55. Sure, but barks don't have the same kind of no, offensive potential have... as swoops. Swoops. Um, I think are... if swoops had reposition, I'd like them a lot more. Um because it's hard to be overrunning people a lot effectively when it takes so much effort to to pivot around, I find. As someone who has dabbled in the dark arts of the, the Fluttercraft. Was that, that before the overrun change, though? But, like, the, I haven't tried much since the overrun, but I, I struggle to see it being important enough just because of you can't willingly block a speeder move so you really have to get yourself in a funky spot where because essentially at least for the compulsory move for the compulsory move um yeah, for the other moves it, it it is a lot easier because then you can just go forward and not go forward and then go forward again put down a speed one and oh i can't displace those guys but then you need them to not be displaceable so it's it's tricky or just inch forward well, yeah, you just move forward yeah. a millimeter, stick your speed three template out there, touch the unit you want to mm-hmm. hit with overrun, and boom, you've just completed an overrun attack. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a lot easier than it used to be to um, like actually hit the same unit twice with one overrun. Uh, if if you want to like actually hit all three attacks, right? So both overruns and the pistols, you definitely need to. It it's still hard. Right, because you need to be essentially starting roughly a speed three move away from your target. Um, you'd need to do the first move where you move a millimeter and you touch them with the template and you do that overrun. Your second one would be the, uh, you know, the same thing. Sorry. Your second one would be the attack. pistol attack. 
Yeah. yeah, and then your third one would be the compulsory move, and you'd end up like in the middle or slightly over your target, and then you do your your second overrun. Um, but that you know that assumes that you're actually starting the turn close to your target. Now that is like ten dice against the same yeah. target, which is a lot for speeder, especially. But they're they're melee bikes essentially. That's the thing, because then because that turn feels great, but then the next turn feels a little bit worse. Because the reposition is once you're in there is great for okay now I'm in the middle I turn back and I do it all again. Or the if you're talking about you can kind of get through with a bunch of nineties, but yeah, yeah, you'd have to go for a different target on your following turn probably. It's tough. It's tough to get the will up to like really dive into that when it's like what if I just got pikes or black suns instead and just nuked you that way? It's not like Shadow Collective is hurting for offense. I think that's fair. I I don't know. The overrun attacks just are kind of wet noodly, I feel. Like it's like it's like one, maybe you get two every time. Which is fine, but it's tough to merit just putting your bikes in a place where they're definitely gonna get deleted, you know. It would still be way better if you could combine them into one attack. Yeah. 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 Because then you'd be talking about six dice. Keyword jujitsu would be a big difference to make it so yeah. that overrun doesn't work like any other attack in the game was uh impressive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty Lou Gorman swoops. I think that they're like a cool in theory, just doesn't really plan out in practice kind of unit. Yeah. I think you could potentially make a case if you're running them with like the raiding party leader bus because then mm-hmm. they also have demoralize obviously they're dropping a suppression on their compulsory move potentially like you can really and on the start pistol. and on the pistol so they can yeah. drop three suppression a turn each yeah. um you know that's not it's not nothing you can accumulate some suppression pretty quickly with that especially if you also have one or two buses and they're like doing the same thing um but i I don't know if that's a great basis for a list anymore. Obviously, Evan uh, made that work a few years ago, but it also is still having faced that list uh, very much like a one-trick pony. It's got a, it's a really good trick. Don't get me wrong, but if you're forced into a situation where that mode is like not going to serve your objectives, then you can't you can't pivot to another mode. That's that's mm-hmm. it. That's all you can do. So. Um, yeah, I think there's a there's a place in a list like that, and I think you definitely can have success with a W key list like that built around rating party leader. But that's probably the only context I would really consider using swoops in. All right, should we talk about operatives? Sure. Yeah. All right, let's start with because we've we've been dancing around him a lot, but why don't we just start with the man himself, Shadow Collective Mall. Oh yeah, right. He's technically an operative. Yes. He he is technically yeah. an operative. Most of the time he's going to end up as a commander officially. But I mean I would go as far as to say if he's not a commander in your list, you shouldn't take him. I disagree. Okay. But I just I think cunning it's really good. Is it's good. It's very good. So incredibly good in these lists. Specifically because you almost have you almost always have perfect order control when you're taking moral because you got like improv 
Um, and you're, you're generally just loading a bunch of core units next to him. I just, cunning with just like absolute certainty and going first for 10 points is such a powerful effect. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think what, with what, Black what Suns, is, what 100%. is your argument against? You, you want that with, with Black Suns because of how up close and dirty that firefight's going to be and you you want to go first and get those big haymakers off i think there's a world where if you're running like a pike list um it's it just i think pikes in general it's a little less important and specifically if you want a diving mall because of the the dark saber is kind of a side grade slash almost downgrade to his attack profile if you are, di are planning on diving with Maul, then you're putting into the fray on him probably, in which case, you know, you're getting these surge tokens. His regular lightsaber with surge tokens available is going to be outperforming that, uh, that darksaber. So, because they're kind of about equal when he doesn't have surge tokens. Now, I'm not playing Maul like that for the most part these days. As I said, I'm probably doing like um, Barrier Mall, and he is much more of that kind of linebacker, maybe dive at the last minute kind of guy. Um, but I think there's a world where I, I can see it justified, where you're you're taking uh, the operative version instead in, in, in that set of circumstances. But you really want him to be getting in the mix a bit more. And you, or, you know, because with Pikes 2, discretion instead of um at last is a like discretion is a good card just it's put, a, it, it's put a an order card. on Mar Maul, yeah. get two more dodges out there um play slow in the early game which which pikes like more as opposed to like go 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 in which case then you only have the one cunning one pip which is hey it's nice to to go first but if you're doing it for like mauler pikes, I think it's a little less impactful than a big ass black sun unit in your face going guaranteed first. Yeah. So there's, I mean, essentially what you're saying is there's two different ways to play mall, right? There's the support barrier, hang back and keep your dudes alive slash be, be generally threatening looking. And then, get in the mix late kind of mall and then there's the more aggressive like get in there and start swinging at stuff kind of mall um mm -hmm. and for the the support mall you want the dark saber and for the other kind you want the just the normal double-bladed lightsaber i'd say is, there's is, like that, a what, third... is that what i'm hearing yeah i'd say there's a okay. third kind of mall too which is less useful nowadays since burst of speed costs 10 points but there's the hey i really mess i'm really good at the objective game ball because i can do two speed three moves and still have a third action to tap a vap or force pull your hostage and well yeah he can't he can't pull them into him because they can't start melees but like grab a box or something um so that's kind of like the third mall who's a little less uh seen these days just because of circumstances but yeah i'd say those are the the two main ways to to play mall and i think just the way that it's going yeah you want the hang back defensive mall more often. Yeah, aggressive force users really just don't do very well right now in general. 
and haven't well, especially for a while, really. With Inquisitors coming out, I think less less so. Yeah, I mean that's more the nail in the coffin than it's something that's gonna like mm-hmm. flip that from being a good idea to a bad idea. It's it just makes yep. it from a bad idea to a worse idea. <laughs> And they also make defensive ones harder because you can't come and force push them away. So they just kind of mess up a lot of things. But yeah. Yeah. But they definitely make the defensive slash support you force users less. It, they're much less effective than the aggressive ones. Mm-hmm. All right. What about Cadbane? I'm in the avoid at all costs and shadow collective uh, bucket. I think Cadbane is a really good unit. He just doesn't... This is not the faction he fits in. He's much better in a Separatist list. Um, yeah. He just... he just The synergy... They, I don't even know if synergy is the right word. His kit just does not sync up super well with what the Shadow Collective is doing. Agreed. Like, I don't like him in Empire. I only kind of like him in, in CAS these days because he really wants that reverse order sort. But if you put him in Empire, he can at least comms relay onto other units. In Shadow Collective, he's not allowed to give anybody orders uh, except Bosk if except he's got Bosk, Bosk around. Yeah. Which, if they're in the same area, if they're within range two of each other for a comms relay, it might not be going your way all that yeah well. right that's <laughs> kind of one of that's not your plan a things yeah. yeah yeah i agree with all that i think he's a great character in droids but you really need to be leveraging his independent to get the most out of him and you you just can't do that in shadow collective like at all no um, so all right what about boosk bosk is like a very different beast i think he he really only belongs i think in the pike side of things i've built lists like i don't know i thought about him with black suns as a like the guy who's just like standing at the back with the machine gun as everyone else goes up and (laughs) and charges and he's just laying down all the suppressive fire and i think it could be interesting but he's there's the points just evaporate like you'd have to sacrifice the bus and the bus is going to do more for you in that circumstance uh, unfortunately, as yeah. much as I try to shoehorn him in, <laughs> I agree. I think he's great in a fight list, though. Can confirm as, as as someone who has run uh, Bosk Mall Pikes to to good success. Like it's it combos well. Um, I would say, even if you're just doing like Bosk and a bunch of pikes and then some capos, yeah. I think that's great too. I mean, it's not nearly as flexible as including Maul for like objective purposes, but that's pretty unparalleled in with respect to the ranged attrition game. Like, you are not going to be able to outshoot that list. No. Maybe if you can pull off like with clones, if you can pull off like a clutch fire support or something like that. But generally speaking, like it, you're going to have trouble killing anything, and they're going to be able to do a lot of damage to your range three and and even four because of Bosk. So. Mm-hmm. I do think one of his kind of issues in Shadow Collective is he's kind of doing his own thing. He doesn't get a lot of aim support versus an Empire. You know, you've got the Imperial officer who can spotter him. You've got coordinated fire command car, which can put more aims on him. You've you've maybe got a, a naked core who you can just slap uh, Binox on. Yeah. Um, versus Shadow Collective, like you are just eh, 
though there's some versions where you might have one naked pike. Um, so you never know. But if you're if you're running only Bosk and not Maul, then you probably you probably just want to load up every six pikes to the max. Um, so yeah. he's he's kind of getting like one or two aims a turn, depending on how hunt, hunt, uh, hunter triggers. Except for line and weight, which is still a great card even today, I would say. Yeah, agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I guess you could give a ca- one of the, ca- the capo commanders Binox, but that feels like a waste of their because they can not have to pay for that and then give an aim to a pike, which is also useful. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. He's he doesn't get as much aim support as he does in Empire or even droids. Like droids can have a lot of good units to put Binox on. You could have a super tack who's calculating on Bosk. So, yeah, he's he's definitely not as aim supported as he is in. Shadow Collective, but he does. If you're running a Pike list, he does like lean directly into what that list is already good at. So, it it might still be worthwhile. Should we talk real quick? Because I think that's it for units. Did we did we exhaust our conversation on units? Every Um, single unit, I think we talked about. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. I'm always surprised though. They actually, there's really not a lot in this battle force. There's, there's not. I mean, it, as you noted at the start, it, it's a lot for a battle force. But given that it's like its own faction, it doesn't feel like a lot. I think it doesn't feel like a lot, kind of because it's you pick a lane and then you're further constricted. They don't really play nice with each other. It, despite having yeah, so many right. units, you're not necessarily being like, I'm going to sprinkle in like one black sun with a few pikes and a couple swoops and the mando with garsax and it's just like no i'm if i go black suns i'm just going black suns if i go yeah. pikes i'm just going pikes that's fair it it's a faction that lends itself to like repeatedly taking the same unit and just leaning mm-hmm. into whatever their identity is mhm um all right so do we want to talk real quick since this is a 101 about how the various mercenary rules work with like self preservation and orders and stuff like that i think that makes sense yeah i feel like most people have a good handle on that by now but just real quick um you there's obviously these affiliations within shadow collective you've got um whatever mall's affiliation is do you guys remember what that one is called mall loyalist i think it's called okay yeah it's it's the black hand on the red background and this is mall gar saxon and then the commandos and that's it um, so that's one affiliation. You have the Cadbane and Bosque, the mercenaries, and I think that one is called um like scoundrels or something like that. I don't, I don't I'm know. gonna I'm gonna have to get the, the book okay. out at this point. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> we're, right. we're, we're butchering this. <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah. Um the other ones are easy though, right? You've got Raiders. That one I remember. So that's the crossed axes, that is the the bus. And the swoops, and then you have obviously Black Sun and Pikes, which are both the names of the unit and also the affiliation. So, um, lots of different affiliations. That's what five did we just name five different affiliations? Yeah, Yeah. uh, so units of one affiliation cannot give orders to units of another affiliation. Mm -hmm. Um, it it doesn't matter, or unaffiliated units cannot give orders to units of. That have an um, affiliation. Correct. Yeah. Not relevant in Shadow Collective because yeah. everyone has one. But excuse me. Um that it's also important to note 
this is more relevant for other factions again with unaffiliated units but that is only like one directional so mm -hmm. as you already talked about Cadmain and empire right he can pass off orders to empire units even though those empire units are not the same affiliation as him because the direction is from any unit to an affiliated unit mm -hmm. uh not from affiliated unit to whatever uh it's 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 the the check so to speak is on the receiving end and not on the sending end if that makes sense it's the guys who are you know hired mercenaries are just going to listen to their boss basically right. um yeah. but if you hire if you hire in someone and they start commanding your people around then they've got to listen right yeah that's that's a good way to think of it um self-preservation adds an interesting wrinkle to this this is on both the pike and black sun core units they cannot use uh the courage value of commanders that are not the same affiliation this includes maul by the way even though he has allies of convenience which allows him to give orders to whoever allies of convenience does not apply to courage sharing for panic so yeah. it's literally Slapping. impossible to get your black sun and pike up to above courage too for purposes of panic yeah, that's why when we're talking about Dark Saber, like the the courage increase, it gives Maul because it, it gives him a, now you have a courage three bubble. Yep. The courage three bubble is for for no one really. It's for Maul loyalists, of which again, that's Mandos, so you're not taking any of those. Right. Um I think it's it's a good point to bring that up because I think the the uh self preservation, because it how prevalent it is on some of the main units the black sun and pike core there's i think it's better now but especially early on people kind of um merged it with just mercenaries in general not being able to yep. uh courage share because you know they can't you know the orders are a little weird uh self-preservation is a thing uh, mercenaries just can't use courage values from other stuff but that's not true that's only literally those two units black suns yep. and uh and pikes yeah, and that's, that's why you you need courage too from something, right? Whether it's a commander or your personal upgrade, mm -hmm. you don't want to get hit by one mortar shot and panic. That's that's not good. That'd be real bad. Yeah, yeah. All right. Any further thoughts on Shadow Collective? Yeah, it was rogues. Was the rogues? Ah, okay, rogues. I had the right like idea. You know, I was I was in the in the thesaurus. In the ballpark uh, neighborhood with yep. that um okay all right well um good luck at cherokee mike Thanks. i hope that your winged dudes do well yeah me um, too we'll see we'll see how it goes let's see how it goes um yeah i'm looking uh, forward to it if nothing but other than to have some fun gene oceans are, are very fun to play I was saying anything about Gene Sorry, winged. Yeah. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing or not, but at least when I've played winged units, the winged units that I've been playing are very fun. I'm not sure if they're good, but they are definitely fun. So, mm -hmm. if you happen to be playing the same winged units as me, and maybe you're not, uh, but <laughs> probably not. Yours almost certainly roll better than mine. <laughs> Well, as we said, Kyle's Kyle's yoked his black dice, but yeah. uh, what That's has he been, done to that, his white dice? I mean, that was true in the game that Mike and I played with when I was playing the winged units. So, <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> those were good. defense dice, 
I think my white defense dice were better than Mike's red defense dice. That hurts. Yeah. That always hurts. Yeah, yeah. it does. It, it did. I, I think I think I played a game against Seth the other day where we were both running red red save armies and blanked, I think, like the first 10 saves of the game collectively. <laughs> it was a wild time. So at least it was even. But and, and then people are like, why do you guys lean into defensive tech so hard? <laughs> That's why. Yeah, because rolling yeah. dice is rolling dice is for suckers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, on that note, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm Matt. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Uh-huh.